Welcome to MBCHS Over Coffee. Uh, it is uh, just awesome to be back for another episode. I am super, super looking forward to today. It is just, uh, it's just a fun gig just to sit around and talking to talking to friends, talking to people I admire, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today. Uh, I'm with uh, my friend, Mr. Mike Humini, and uh, I am looking forward to us getting to know him a little bit more today and hearing what he has to say. <clears throat> First time I met Mike, man, I I started teaching in uh, in Halford, and I probably ran into you in some sort of like football-ish capacity, nothing more maybe than just to say hi, but I definitely was able to put a face to a name, yep. uh, I think, and uh, I coached in Halford, uh, the team out there, for a few years when I was there, and so just kind of around, and then um, as soon as I got to MBCHS, I uh, wanted to uh, help out with the football team again, so I helped out with the juniors and uh, obviously started working more closely with Mike and getting to know him a little bit more. And uh, I've come over, I guess, the last six years or so just to know for sure that uh, there's there's so much more to Mike. Not not that I doubted it in a sense, but you know he's, he's not just the quote football coach and all that kind of stuff. There's just awesome layers to Mike, and uh, it's... Great to uh, get to know him on a deeper level over the last six years I've been teaching with him and coaching a few years with him. And I'm excited to hear in uh, today uh, what he has to say and for us to, to get a bit more behind the scenes. So, welcome, Mike. Right on. Thanks for having me. Much, much appreciated. I listened uh, to just in a prior conversation we had before the mic turned on, I, like I, I shared some of the same things. It'll be, I think it'll be fun just to, you know, just to tell a few stories and uh, a few truths and and we'll get through it. And yeah, maybe a bit of a backstory. I know I got a bit of a. Hopefully, it's not too uh, unique of a story, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see how it sounds. It sounds good. And we yeah. said to keep it clean. Yeah. No profanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. How many years have you been at the comp? Uh, so this is my this is my twelfth year at NBCHS. Um, I got into teaching a bit later. I didn't start teaching until I was twenty seven. I'm sure we'll get into that a bit later. But uh, but yeah, my first teaching gig was in Saskatoon. I was able to. Uh, uh, fresh out of the College of Education, I was able to get a, a two-month assignment at Bedford Road Collegiate, which was which was awesome. Great school, great uh, staff at the time. And then uh, I was actually able to uh, get a contract at Aiden Bowman in Saskatoon uh, for that fall, and I taught there for six and a half years, which which was a great school to be at, great staff. Uh, administration there at the time was outstanding. And uh, I was able to network with a number of different people that this kind of helped me out and, and kind of put me on my way. Yeah. And uh, and things there were going really well. Um, you know, with classroom teacher, I taught in a math classroom. I got into a bit of IA, which kind of helped me into the role I'm doing right now. Okay. And um, obviously the coaching side of things went well. Uh, we had a lot of team success, but once again, a number of awesome coaches there that I was able to work with. And uh, but then. You know, life uh, life kind of started happening. You know, my wife and I we had uh, we had our first two kids in Saskatoon, and uh, and number three was on the way. And it always seemed like whenever there was a, a family type, not emergency, but just family issue or family crises, we were oftentimes you know calling my mom who was here in North Alfred or her folks who were living here at the same time. So uh, we kind of made a decision to 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 kind of relocate back to this area. My wife's also from here, so. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was Christmas. Uh, uh, well, like this is my, like I said, my twelfth year here. So 
Yeah, we moved to Christmas time. It was kind of, you know, at the time people in Saskatoon were in the, the job I was at, they're kind of wondering what the heck we were doing. But, you know, that case family was kind of for, came first and, and paramount for us. So, so yeah, I, I, I took a leave from Saskatoon in my job, which I knew I wasn't going to be going back. And then, sure. uh, yeah, we, it was around this time. Um, our youngest was not a year old yet. And, and uh, yeah, we made the move back to North Balfour and it was awesome. So I got back into town and I had to... And I was on a sub list for a while, and I worked at the the other high school in town till the end of the year, which and then I was able to uh, interview and and, uh, and uh, get a job at the comp and the role I'm in now. So yeah, it's it's been awesome since then. It's been times flew by. Like I said, twelve. This is my twelfth year. It seems yeah. like it's just yeah. been like yesterday when we when uh, you know like it's, we were unloading the truck at our at our house here in town. So no, it's been good. It's been you know, and I kind of just keep on rolling with it but yeah that's kind of where we came from so sounds good so probably yeah. around 08 09 yeah okay. yeah sounds yeah good. yeah just to put it into yeah our youngest was born in in the spring of 09 so it would have been the um yeah the, the christmas of 2009 absolutely okay and yeah. do you what year did you graduate university then was uh well that's that's a funny story we might as well <laughs> might as well just get into that so uh so after high school um i went into uh university in saskatoon at the u of s and um, I was in a college of commerce at the time. And it was really, it was kind of funny when we were in high school. It's much different than it is now, but it seemed like a lot of us were, were uh, it was suggested that we should go the university route and be like, a, like rather than a trades route, which is a lot more prevalent now with, with guys in high school. So we went the university route. When I say we as myself and a few of my buddies that I graduated with from the comp. And... Uh, Man, I had a I had a really fun first year of university. Like it was it was a lot of fun. Lived in residence. Uh, you know, I I did did do anything extracurricular wise. I wasn't playing football. I wasn't doing much, which is a decision that I, you know, I, it didn't make a lot of sense. But uh, but yeah, I went to school at U of S first year. Uh, lived in residence. Uh, had a really good time. Um, I don't know how how happy my folks were, but I got a letter to uh, to discontinue that spring, which was. <laughs> Which was unfortunate, but it kind of gave me a bit of a kick in the in the rear end to kind of get my get my whatever together. So, uh, um, so then after that, uh, I decided I was gonna I was gonna go play you know football in Saskatoon with the with the Hilltops, which which was a great uh, decision. So after uh, my first year of university, I went and I uh, was able to crack a spot on the roster with the with the Hilltops, which which was awesome, and then. Um, Took a year off from school, which was needed because I, I was just I was in a funny spot. I priorities were kind of out of whack, and and so I was I was back here in North Balford, kind of hanging out in the off season. I just kind of put some more things into perspective and said, "Yeah, this." So I I, I re-enrolled in the fall again. It would have been the fall of '96, uh, okay. and uh, and I finished off my my bachelor of commerce, which you know it was good, but it just wasn't really it just wasn't quite. The thing for me, and I think what happened was, is because at the time I was playing, I was playing junior football with the Hilltops, and a lot of the network that I had created was with with guys that played football or people that had coached football, and I, you know, I kind of got into the coaching gig as well then, and and uh, I remember I was going to convocation for my for for my commerce degree, and uh, and we were married at the time, and I, ex- I explained to my wife that it just it just didn't feel right. And, yeah. She kind of gave me this funny look, and I, I suggested that, you know, I was going to go into the back to school and go to education. And she was working at the time, and she kind of gave me this funny look again, and 
And she kind of said, well, it better be what you know what you want to do. And I said, oh, yeah. it is. So, uh, so I re-enrolled into the College of Arts and Science, and uh, it took a year there, and then I got into college, and then I was into the College of Education after that. So, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't start teaching until I was 27. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it was a bit later, but I mean, a lot of the stuff that, a lot of the skills and education and stuff that I had, that I acquired, I think it's, it's come to help me as I move forward. Absolutely. Um, once again, when I think back to the years that I spent in, uh, in commerce at U of S, you know, and I'm not saying it was all for naught, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm sure I, there's some stuff that I do today that has, is a product of that. Yeah. But uh, I guess one of the things that I, you know, I probably should have at the time was went into education right off the hop. But, but at times, you know, lots of times, you know, it's sometimes, uh, you know, you, you need a kind of shot in the arm or, or something like that to realize kind of what's important. Because, I mean, in high school, to be honest with you, I mean, I had, you know, I was on the honor roll the three years that I was in high school. I did quite well and was able to gain acceptance into university and stuff like that. But yeah. so that was the first time in my life that I really kind of failed at something, which was, yeah. um, and I, I, I don't share that story that often, but if there's some students I know at school that are, that maybe experience the same thing or going down that path or whatever else, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell them that. I say, look, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've been there, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. And sometimes uh, you need to step back and maybe reevaluate what's, what's important. Yeah. And maybe do something you're more passionate about and kind of go from there. So I, I was able to do that, which was, um, I, like I said, it was kind of fun. But yeah. I guess the only thing is, you know, it'd be nice to be further on in my teaching career than I am now. But yeah. but it's but it's good. I, 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 mean, I got no complaints what I'm doing right now. So, yeah, no, I, think, yeah. I think students, uh, as long as you're willing to go, students are going to benefit yeah. from yeah. you. So you can go deep into yeah. that. I Absolutely. Guess, I mean, thanks for sharing that. And two, yeah. things, two things that I take away was, number one, like, Matt, good on you for... For when you said that you got a letter to discontinue in yeah. commerce, I yeah. expected you to say I went back into education. Yeah. Yeah. But you went back into commerce yeah. and finished it off, and yeah. I was like, "Man, good on you yeah. for going right back to the same place and finishing off that that degree um, instead of changing directions." Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. I just said, "Good on you for doing that." And then the other thing um, that I take away is if there's anybody who knows that, like. Uh, you know, future plans or whatever is yep. not a linear, no, straight gosh, process. Yep. Like, man, uh, you're going to be the guy who who knows that. And I think it's it's when I when I was in high school, the mentality was you basically go to university. Like, you just get out of high school and you go to university and you you kind of know what you want to do by the time you're ready to leave high school and you hop right into that in university. And then it's very linear. That was kind of the thinking. And it's just like, man, you know, now that I'm a bit older too in that, it's just like, it's, it, it doesn't need to work like that. It's mm-hmm. a tall order, I think, to have students have everything figured out maybe by the time they're in grade 12 or to experience the pressure to have everything figured out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, you, you want to be doing something that's authentic to who you are more than just following that cultural stream of yep. linear, go, yep. you know, do the next, do the next, do the next, and not maybe stop and think about it. Yeah, kind of absolutely, absolutely. Excellent, thanks for sharing that. Um, let's go Let's go back a step. I know we're going to talk some football. Uh, I know we're going to talk uh, lots of good stuff, but let's just even go back one step further. Just yeah. talk about born and raised. Where were you yeah. born and raised, and what was home and family like yeah. for you? Yeah, you know, and, it's, and then once again, I like to, I like to share this story as well, that uh, um, I was born here in North Balford, um, and we actually lived in Miota until I was 18 years old. Till I went to uh, went to university, and it, it just it was it was a couple of weeks a couple of weeks back. Uh, a cousin of mine was in town from Vancouver, and I was with both my brothers. And and 
so I think what had happened was, is my mom's originally kind of from the area. Uh, their family farm was uh, was north of Jackfish Lake in the Edam kind of country. Sure. What was her maiden name? Uh, her maiden name uh, was Eskerol. So there's, okay. there's, a, there's a lot of them still around town here in that nice. Miota area. Okay. And, uh, and my dad was originally from uh, um, from Quill Lake, Watson area in Saskatchewan. And anyway, so they, after they were married, they lived in Saskatoon, but then my mom's, uh, my mom's sister had, um, she got married and she was, you know, whatever, I don't know how, what the exact story was, but then my mom and dad decided to leave Saskatoon and move to Miota, and then my mom was a nurse and worked in the hospital for 30 years in emergency here and various other roles, which is a story in itself, but, yeah. and, uh, and, my, and my dad was, uh, he was a builder, contractor, roofer, did all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at the time, you know, when we, and in hindsight, when a person looks back, it was, it was an awesome upbringing, really, like we got, we, so we lived at the lake full time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, summers were outstanding. Yeah. Um, you know, winters were a bit, you know, kind of whatever, you know, a bit whatever at times, but, uh, but yeah, like I mentioned before, I have an older brother, he's two years older and then the younger brother that's three years younger. So yeah, we had a lot of fun, like, uh, summertime we were at, you know, at the beach all day. Um, um, you know, we pretty much could do whatever we wanted, yeah. so to speak. Sure. Uh, my mom had a, had a couple of rules. Uh, you know, one of them was, uh, is we had to take swimming lessons in the summer, which was a good thing because we were at the lake yeah, all the time. Yeah. And, um, and as we got a little bit older, one of the rules was she always suggested that she never wanted to see us uh, at work, at her work, okay. in the emergency at the hospital. <laughs> so, so my brothers and I calculated our decisions quite wisely at times. You know, we never, you know, as much as we as we roughhouse between ourselves, we never really got into too much trouble because we were always, you know, we were always aware of that. Yeah. And the other thing my parents were really good at doing is, and at the time, I, but they 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 said there was always people watching out. And if you were doing something negative or something you shouldn't be doing, that they always always had eyes on you. So before we did anything, we'd always be, you know, we kind of look around just to make sure. But uh, so that's why even at school now, and I and I suggest to the kids because I know at our school there's kids that come from all you know around the around the area, and I and I and I always claim that I'm just a kid from Miota, and they and they kind of laugh at that a little bit. But yeah. then you know we share a bit of a story, and I say yeah, like yeah we, and then and then the fortunate part about it is. Um, uh, my wife's parents actually, uh, they bought a cabin at Lakeview Beach next to Miota about 20 years ago. Okay. And uh, so we spent a lot of time out there as well. So it's, you know, I always, I've had a connection to the lake and doing all that. And we spent a lot of time there in the summer. So, sure. so yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. And we, um, you know, started, went to school in Miota. Miota school at that point went uh, from kindergarten to grade three. So, <laughs> uh, which was, which was kind of cool. Or like at one point we are like the last year I was there, there was about twelve students. So wow, that's kind of weird. K to three, actually. Yeah. yeah, It was it was well, I was K to twelve at one point, yeah. then down to K to six. Yeah, and then uh, and actually when my when my older brother was in grade four, that was the first year that they went down to grade four. So we started bussing into into Battleford actually to go to school. Yeah, okay. And uh, BCS. Well, we actually went to Saint Vitale. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I guess that was our my my parents' decision and and. Uh, but I, you know, once again, I spoke very, very highly of my time at St. Vitalik. There was yeah. a awesome group of teachers there. And it was, it was actually kind of funny because uh, uh, when I first started teaching back here in town and I was, I was teaching at the comp, um, some of the people that were substitute teaching at the comp at the time were, were former teachers of St. Vitale. Okay. And uh, so Sandy Cook was one of them and Gwen Friesen. And they, I remember talking to them and they, they kind of told us these stories where they were, they had heard that this, because my older brother was at St. Vitale and he was, he was more reserved than I was, you know, a good student. But uh, they had heard that this 
younger brother was coming in. He was a bit of whatever else. And their first impressions of me, I guess, at the time was just just bizarre, right? <laughs> and, they, and that's the way they explained it to me. And I said, well, you know, in hindsight, I guess it could be like that. But, yeah. but it was a bit of a change. Like I said, we went from a school from, you know, 11 kids yeah, to... Yeah, absolutely. And we, and we didn't do much stuff in town, like in North Balfour. Like a lot of our, a lot of our stuff was... Uh, you know, we didn't do a lot of sports. Like I, you know, my brother started playing hockey and he was 12 years old, like organized hockey. And I think I, I did the same thing, but a lot of our stuff was just around me. Like we didn't, we didn't like, like to come to town was a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Right. Whether it was to go to a movie or go to the water slides or, or do something. Yeah. But in, then once we started going to school here, then we started doing activities. We started playing hockey. We started doing things, making sure. a new set of friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's like looking back on it, we had a, we had a, we, we had a lot of, like lots of fun we had, uh, just free reign in a lot of cases. Yeah. We got to just ride our bikes, and just be kids. And, yeah, you know, played a lot of baseball when we were younger. That's you know, just we just like throwing things and, yeah. and uh, but one of the things too, and I know it's going to lead in stuff too, was yeah. uh, is uh, is my dad was a contractor and a carpenter, and what he he had a he had a wood shop off the back of our garage, which once again we we could do whatever we wanted in there. Right. And there was a few rules in there, you know, don't use you know some of the bigger power tools, but we could go in there and. And kind of build what we want and yeah. just play, you know, games at night. Like our, <laughs> I guess one of our favorite games is we is we play guns. We'd call it. So we'd 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 make guns all day, and then we'd go around and, and play guns all night. Yeah. And we acted like we we're, like we we're John Rambo from First Blood. Like we yeah. we'd yeah. crawl around and we think we're doing things. And and it was like the, that was what we did. Like yeah. we just we just yeah. we just made our own fun. Yeah. You know, like there yeah. was it wasn't like. Uh, like our peer group was that big. Like there's a few kids around the area. Summertime is better because there's more kids around and some buddies and stuff. But yeah, but no, that's what we did. We just yeah. like I said, just had fun. Yeah, just honest fun. That's awesome. Yeah. It feels uh, it feels good just to hear yeah. about kids being kids. Yeah, you know, like that's just it's just how it's supposed to yeah. be. Kind of thing. So who's got the uh, who's got the biggest fish? Then? Who's got the biggest fish out of the family? Oh, you know what? I'll I'll boldly suggest like my my younger brother is uh, he's. He's big into the into that side of things, the hunting and fishing okay. aspect, okay. and I and I really enjoy that because our because our son he he's he's getting much into that now, and I I I kind of like it, yeah. but I'm really glad that my brother's able to take him. But actually, my older brother is a fisherman of the family, and he oh, okay. he's not too boastful about what, what he does, nor would he uh, ever really tell us. He likes to keep things pretty quiet. But sure. I'd imagine if there was an overall record, he'd definitely be the one. <laughs> Keep the spots quiet. Yep, yeah, you got it, hundred percent. Good. Um, what did ten-year-old Mike Humini want to do when he grew up? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure at that, and I thought about that a lot. I'm pretty sure that it had probably something to do with with building houses and just and and just working. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that I um, that I know that my parents kind of instilled. Uh, regardless of what was happening, uh, they're always up and going to work. Like there was never there was never issues with. Um, you know, we didn't, and I use this all the time. We didn't let the weather dictate our life. Like, I mean, my mom came to town every day to work. Uh, and my dad was up every day. You know, he was going to work every morning, and that was kind of instilled upon us. So, regardless of what it was, it was. It seemed to be that you know, getting up and going to work was a thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like I said, when I was ten years old, like, uh, you know, I would have been, you know, hanging out, uh, probably grade four ish. Uh, you know, maybe came to school. You know, at St. Patel at the time, but I, I think I think I just wanted to work and probably do what my dad and his brothers did, which was, you know, build houses and do stuff like yeah. that. Like that was that was fun. Yeah. Because we had an experience doing that. Yeah. And we were able to kind of do it in the summertime and kind of do it whenever we wanted. So I think that's kind of 
kind of ingrained in there into yeah. myself and my brothers. And it was kind of from our parents and some of the relatives. So. Yeah, I think there's like, a, there's like a deep satisfaction with just building and yeah. stepping back and seeing what you've done. And, yeah. and like there, that's just like a very yeah. real thing as yeah. well, I think. Absolutely. Um, which high school did you go to? Uh, like I said before, I went to, went to, uh, I went to NBCHS. Okay. Um, but the but the in between time, which which doesn't exist anymore, uh, you can call it middle school or junior high. So we actually went to school um, to Saint Patel to grade six, okay. and then uh, we went to Balfour Junior High School for grade seven, eight, nine. Which, you know, once again, uh, Harold to those teachers there, like that's uh, you know a lot of what I do nowadays is based upon what's what went on in grade seven, eight, nine. It was just sure. an incredible staff that was there, yeah. um, and and. The things we got to do, like, you know, grade seven and into grade eight, we started getting some of the, you know, industrial arts and that kind of stuff. And grade nine, you start branching into other things. And then, and then, uh, which was, like I said, I can't speak highly enough of that, of that building at the time and the staff members that were there. And then, uh, yeah, started school in grade 10 at the comp and, uh, you know, graduated from there, which was, um, I, I think I got a pretty good feeling of the building nowadays because yeah. a person's graduated from there which sure. you know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but uh but yeah, at the time it was it was outstanding you know because we we went to school in, in in battleford and of course there was guys in north battleford that you you know played sports with and you knew some of these people but but until we got to school together in grade 10 and you you yeah. know meet some of these guys that you were formerly you know not too keen of but then you realize hey that guy like i i really like that guy yes yeah, sure. you know we're, we're very similar so yeah but yeah, it was fun yeah our, our three years at the comp were, were outstanding yeah. absolutely that's yeah. excellent and and just from I, this is just kind of maybe my own indulgence in talking about this but somebody who's coming to the comp i think i came in 2016 or something like that i just find it crazy to think that that building was full was it not with just grade 10 to grade 12 students yeah. like, was it a pretty full yeah. place in a sense like, yeah you know absolutely and it was just uh but different time, like it was. Uh, but I, but I remember coming in, and it was it was similar to when I you know when a person came into grade seven at uh, at BGHS where where the grade nines ruled the roost, and you you, you didn't look at people sideways, and yeah. there was just a, kind of a pecking order, and, yeah. and same thing that uh, uh, when we got to the comp in grade ten. But but what 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 was fortunate for me, and I, once again I'll give credit to my my older brother who was once again he was a you know great student and. Uh, Played at a high level of hockey and was a good athlete and did all that stuff. But he he actually paved an awesome path for myself. Yeah. And the thing that's funny is that is uh, within the peer group that I had, we had a, we had a number of older siblings, either you know brothers or sisters that were kind of two years older. So by the time we got to the comp, we had a pretty good idea of what was going on. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying it was easy, but I like I know when I got there, I didn't look at anybody sideways, but it always seemed like I had my older brother and and his buddies that were kind of looking out for me as well. So yeah. Which was in a new building like that, which could be a bit daunting at times. It's yeah. pretty cool to have those guys kind of in your corner or yeah, on your side, so to speak. So yeah, that definitely made it easier. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so as you were growing up, what kind of, um, from a sporting standpoint, was it more hockey or was it football? What kind yeah. of took, took the lead? Well, it seemed like my brothers and I, we played a lot of baseball growing up. There, was, there wasn't many organized uh, um, things to do, like in Miota where we grew up. But then once we started going to school in town, um, and we started playing hockey, that was a big thing. And then, uh, and there wasn't much for minor football or stuff like that at the time. So we actually, all three of my brother, my brothers, all three of us, we didn't start playing football until kind of grade nine, ten. Okay. Um, but yeah, hockey was a thing, man. We played. We would go. We would spend like nights at the Miyota Outdoor Rink, like hours on end, just be out there, just skating around and shooting and playing, just pick up games and whatever else. And uh, and we were fortunate to come to town and start playing hockey. And, 
And, um, and I know the one year and I, you know, looking back on it, but that's what, like, we didn't do much traveling as a family when we were kids because like, for instance, one year, uh, my older brother is playing with the triple A, uh, midget team in town. Sure. And I was playing with a Bantam double A team in town and my younger brother was playing with a PB double A team in town. So we had, you know, the three boys that were going in three different directions yeah, and every absolutely. weekend and my yeah. mom was working shift work at the hospital and my dad was trying to, you know, make sure that everybody had a thing kind of going back and forth. So I didn't realize it at the time, but just the, the commitment it would have taken, you know, financially and time-wise to make that happen. Yeah. But there was never an instance where, you know, we didn't show up or we didn't have a new stick or we didn't have the right gear or whatever else. Like it was, but no, that was, that's what we did now. Like we, like I said, my brothers and I played a lot of hockey and then, uh, and then all of us, you know, took a turn playing Viking football, which was, yeah. which was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so you, you kind of talked about the process you went through after high school and then, uh, you know, into university, then out and into Hilltop football. Mm -hmm. So what was, um, coming in, like, was it something that you kind of, uh, hoped to do from high school? I guess why I say that is when I was in high school, like you really were gunning for either Hilltops or Huskies, yep. uh, maybe not so much, I don't think the Rams at that point, I grew up Musha yep. on, I don't yep. know, for some reason it wasn't, it was more Huskies and, uh, and hilltops that we were gunning for as high school football players, but coming out and not just going straight linear that linear process yep. was it? What was the motivation for hilltops for you? Yeah, you know what, and I and I still think to this day, like I said, coming out and I was like in high school, and that's that's that was my that's what I did. Like I, like I said, we played a lot of hockey, but man, I football was a thing, and like I said, a lot of the friends I have to this day, it's like we I met these guys playing with the Vikings here in town and. And then I, I don't know, I was just in a funny spot when I graduated and I just, you know, I thought I wanted to go to school and I was trying to, but I think that's part of the reason why that first year I had was, is, you know, I just kind of lost sight of some of the priorities and kind of what was important. So, um, so anyway, you know, after I had got that letter to discontinue, I kind of made this decision that, you know, I wanted to go back and do something. So, you know, credit to the, uh, uh, to the coaches here in North Belfort at the time and, and they kind of set me up a little bit heading into Saskatoon and. So anyway, I was, it went to the Hilltops camp as a, you know, as a second year kid, but in my rookie year, which was kind of odd, yeah. but, uh, but fortunate for me, I had a, I had a really good buddy from, from North Balford here who was one of their prime recruits. And I think it was suggested by our high school coach here to the Hilltop coach that if you want this guy, you should take his buddy too. Yeah, sure. So I think my rookie year, I was at like 55th out of 55 guys on a roster, which yeah. I didn't really care how that happened. I was, you know, I was do you know, doing something that I, that I really like doing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, talk about, you know, a decision that was, you know, something that was beneficial for me, but it was just, it was one of those things where once again, when you, when you, when you get into that, you know, a, a team system like that, and I didn't realize it at the time, but once again, it's that I used the term networking before and it's just, you know, the, and the people that you met yeah. and, and there was guys that, that we played high school football games from Prince Albert. And we would and we would battle those guys, and I, I don't like using that term, but but we would because we play PA Carlton three times a year before we were in structured leagues. Yeah. And there's guys that we hated, but then all of a sudden we're we're teammates with the Hilltops, and we're like, man, like, yeah. like like we're friends now, like yeah. like we're, we're like we're so similar. Yeah. And 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 it took a while to realize that, but and you know once again it's uh, it's it's outstanding when a person looks back and you're able to think about the people that you met. Yeah. And team success aside, and the highs and lows, and I get that, but. But the people, once again, that you met as coaches and, and the directorship within the club, like a lot of those guys, you know, they pulled some strings here and there. But, you know, going back to the, to the players and the relationships that we that were developed, man, it was, 
I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that back for anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's kind of, it's, I don't know if cliche is the word or whatnot, but, you know, awards and all that stuff mm-hmm. that comes with sports yep. and, and other avenues of life, whether it's drama or whatever it is, um, you know, that that's one thing and that's good, but those foundational elements mm-hmm. that last throughout time, yep. I mean, that's that's the relationships like yep. you're mentioning. And yep. um, it, when you go through challenge and adversity with other people, like, man, is that ever bonding? Yep. And uh, whether it's just the ridiculously just hard practice even or mm-hmm. out in the pouring rain and, and getting your you know yep. kind of getting getting beat up a little bit on the football field whatever it is uh, those are the times that really uh, kind of melt some people for life mm-hmm. almost together. absolutely absolutely that's that's excellent what were I mean what were some of the successes you had in Hilltops uh, well like I said just like I said that rookie year just cracking a roster I was that was outstanding for me yeah. um, you know, so I played my I played my first year at '95, which was you know I was you know just played. I was on a team. Uh, 1996 was uh, was a great year for the club. Uh, we ended up winning the Canadian Championship that year. Um, I was a, I was on a travel roster, so I mean I, I started I think three or four games that year, which was which was outstanding. Yeah, awesome. like I said, a lot of team success. Uh, what position did you play? I played played on the offensive line, which is which is kind of funny. You know, you look at the guys that are coming over there now, they're just the size of some of these guys. It's incredible, yeah. but I played it, you know, I was 5'8". I played it about 235 pounds, which is just crazy. But, yeah. but, uh, but no, it was it was great. Like I said, that year, 96, uh, uh, we had a lot of team success. We were able to, to win the PFC, which was which was always tough against a good Rams team every year. And then uh, and we hosted the Western Final against the Okanagan Sun, and, and uh, we managed to... You know, to come on top of that, and then and then we traveled to uh, um, Oshawa, Ontario. We played the Windsor Fragment in the Canadian Bowl, and and kind of laid the boots to them that day. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but like I said, we as a group, like we talk about that trip, like like every time, like it's it's outstanding. Like yeah. I said, those those and then and then actually one of the biggest lows was was the next year was in '97. We had a we had a fantastic squad. We you know we we barely graduated any players. Um, you know, for myself, it was cool. I got to start that year for the first time, and uh, we had a we had an awesome regular season. But uh, we ended up losing a PFC final to Regina Rams at home at, at Gordy Howe Bowl, which was. I mean, they they had a perfect game plan in. Um, they went after some of our weaknesses and were able to exploit it, and it got to the point in the game where we just, yeah. it was just it was just one thing after another, and uh, yeah, it was it it, it really sucked because we were, we were the favorite, yeah. and then. Uh, and yeah, my last year in 1998, uh, you know, I was, you know, I was, you know, named one of the team captains and once again started, so it was fun. Uh, my younger brother was on the team as well that year, which was, which was cool. Yeah, excellent. You know, actually, he was, sorry, he was on a 97 and 98, which was kind of cool. We were yeah. able to play there. Yeah, and position, then, what position was he? he? He played running back. Okay. And, uh, but even at the time too, I think we counted, I think on my last year, there was, I think there was nine or 10 of us that were NBCHS grads that were on the Hilltops. Awesome. Which was outstanding. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we got to, yeah. And then once again, our like my last year, once again, and it was the Rams last year in in univer- or in uh, junior football before they made a jump to uh, university ball. And once again, we uh, we lost the PFC final in Regina to the Rams. So I just I just get a funny feeling when I go to Regina, and I yeah. and I say that because for as I've had some team success with teams that I've coached, but there's too many times when your season ends down there and it, it really sucks. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, I I, I look back at my four years at the Hilltops with man, it's it was that was that was a great time. Yeah, excellent, yeah. good stuff. Um, so I guess coming from that, I should mention too, were were you scouted like in high school? No, gosh, no. Okay. No, I was just I, I was just 
but I, I guess at the time what happened was, and things are much different now where, uh, you know, there's kids that are being, uh, you know, highlighted and scouted, so to speak, even yeah. at, in their in her grade 10 or grade 11 year. But at the time, what happened was, was grade 12 graduating players would go and take part in the, the football SAS Senior Bowl. Yeah. And that was kind of the, you know, for especially for the rural kids coming in, that was an opportunity for you to get noticed or scouted. Yeah. And a lot of times what it had to do was, uh, you know, there's some testing that kids did. They were on a 40-yard dash, they did a bench press, they did a few things. And, and uh, But like I said, by by no means was I, was I uh, you know, like a physical presence. Yeah. You know, I was 5'8 and, yeah. and whatnot. But... Uh, but anyway, like I said, that you know, it, it, I think what it comes down to, oftentimes, it's it goes back to that you know you, that network that you have, and you, you know the people are you know looking out for you somewhat and kind sure. of you know helping you. And I think that's what happened in my case. But but no, yeah, I, uh, that's yeah. good. What was the name of the head coach that that uh, tapped? Oh, it was well, it was Coach Hodgins here in town, Don Hodgins, who's yeah. still coaching with us. Excellent. And I like I said, I'm sure. Well, I know that that he, uh, you know, he kind of made sure that. You know the right people are kind of taken care of, which you know, yeah. looking back, it's much appreciated. Yeah, so he's he's basically a legend. Uh, yeah, around yeah, there, I think. absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and somebody who's not from North Balford quickly picked yep. up on that. To you be got honest it. With you. Yep. So good stuff. Uh, and so I mean, testament to number one, just just walking on in a yep. sense. I mean, yep. you took the initiative and you walked on and you went for it, even though nobody was necessarily rolling yep. out any sort of red carpet for you, it, and that's fantastic and good good stuff. Um, and. Uh, have you been coaching ever since you got into teaching, basically? Has well, that been hand in hand? Well, and, and that's that's kind of the funny thing. And one of the reasons why I ended up going the education route was was the coaching route. So um, this site, I counted, and, and this is the, this, you know, minus last year, but this would be the 25th year that I've coached high school football. And and what happened was I, was I was playing with the Hilltops, and a lot of the Hilltop coaches at the time were, uh, were high school coaches as well. Sure. And so they so they ran their high school practice, and then they would then they would quickly rip over to the uh, to the Hilltop Clubhouse and run practice there. And uh, so it was in it was in my third year at the Hilltops in '97 when uh, I was at practice one day, and and the defensive line coach Tom Sargent uh, just asked me, "Hey, you want to come coach football at Evan Hardy?" Yeah, nice. And I said, "Yeah." I was going to university at the time, and I you yeah. know I and I knew I had time during the day to do that. And, yeah. So it turned out there's myself and and uh, three other teammates with the Hilltops. So we had we'd show up at Evan Hardy every day after school and yeah. and unbeknownst to us, um, Sergeant had accumulated a lot of talent at Evan Hardy and, and they were on the brink of doing something pretty special. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, 1997 was the first year coaching and uh, we had an outstanding squad. We ended up winning uh, the Saskatoon City Championship and went down and and um, and played uh, in Regina in the provincial championship. Sure. And we're provincial champs that year, so Excellent. that was awesome. That's awesome. And you know, kind of from then, I thought, okay, this coaching gig's pretty good. Good way to start off. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, like I said, that's that's another person that you know, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it too. Is is uh, I'm sure Mr. Sergeant kind of looked around and saw some people. You know, he maybe you know wanted to have you know coaching with him and whatnot, just yeah. based upon how we you know did at practice and whatnot. So yeah. I was super fortunate to be on his staff then. Yeah. And then uh, and then kind of what happened was. Um, Kind of stuck along with them, and so I coached Evan Hardy for for three years, and once again had some team success. Went to some city finals. Uh, um, went we we actually went to provincial finals at the time I was there in '97 and in '99, which was which was like I said, it was awesome yeah. coaching the offensive line. And then uh, and then actually uh, Tom 
uh, got out of the classroom, he got into doing his master's program, which meant he was going to get into administration. Yeah. So, uh, so I went back and I coached, I coached for a year at, uh, at Walter Murray, okay. uh, which was, which, which again was, was kind of cool. Yeah. And then, uh, and that was right around the time when I was done my commerce degree. And, uh, and I kind of said to, and I, I, I remember I had a meeting with, with Sergeant and I said like, you know, it's kind of what I'm thinking of doing. And he says, well, that's, that's a good decision. So, and then, uh, I went back and I kind of just kept on coaching with that same, that same kind of crew guys. Yeah. And then, you know, I ended up doing my internship and, you know, still was coaching. And then, and then, like I said, that when I started at Aiden Bowman, I, you know, coached for six years there and sure. had some good team success, which was, which was a ton of fun. Yeah. They're a pretty notable team. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, at the time what happened was that I didn't realize it, but there, but the minor football system in Saskatoon was just, it was set up in a way that a ton of kids were coming to Bowman and just feeding our program and a bunch of the dads that had set up that that feeder team, all just an awesome group of kids that came up, and it was almost like a perfect storm. Okay, nice. And uh, once again, I I don't like saying it out loud, but I kind of do. Like like yeah. we kind of went from a worst to first kind of scenario yeah, yeah, where yeah. where we were over for the season the year before we went to the city final and lost. Yeah. And it took us about three years kind of doing that till we finally got it right. And then yeah. we, like I said, we had some good. I like to say team success in 07 and 09, which was which was pretty fun. Good. And uh, yeah, well, like I said, it's but yeah, coaching's always been there, and it's just you know, it's one of the things that um, that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, um, coaching football is fun, and you know, I've gotten into coaching a few other things, did some hockey and baseball and whatnot. But but football, kind of in my opinion, goes hand in hand with what I do at school. Sure. And back to school time in August, you know, is quite equated with football season. So For absolutely. Sure. Okay, yeah. so maybe more, a bit more of a personal note, but it definitely overlaps everything we kind yep. of talked about. What would you say are, are like your personal core values that you want to obviously they, they would naturally flow into yep. the classroom and everything like that yep. but instill into players because it's a bit more of an, a different yep. environment that football team kind of thing even though classroom still applies yep. totally because it's you but what are your, what are your core values that you say? well I like to I like to suggest to the like from a coaching standpoint that these that these um, you know these players can can look to one another for you know, support in a lot of different ways. Like, and, 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 and football is a game where you need to rely on your teammates. You know, trusting the person next to you, I think, I think that's quite important. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the, and, and I guess, you know, one of the biggest things is just the willingness to put in time and effort. And, and I know that football teaches a lot of life lessons and there's a lot of things you can learn, you know, every day. And it's not just the X's and O's, but it's, you know, how to, how to interact with a group of peers, how to do something individually in the off season, you know, how to talk to adults, how to do a lot of different things. So yeah. there's a lot of parallels that come out of that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I have a top three things, but it's because sure. it kind of changes each year depending upon upon what uh, what your team makeup is like. But but I think at the you know I I like to um, with a group of coaches too. You know I like to have people that you can trust and work alongside with. Yeah. But I think it like I use that word trust quite a bit and, and stick togetherness. I think that's that's something that we like to employ. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, we're going to bridge over now more to uh, let's just talk about the classroom for yep. a second. We talked yep. about, uh, some good stuff about football. Um, just a couple questions here as we as we keep moseying along. Uh, working in the shop uh, right now, uh, do you have what would you say is the craziest the craziest story uh, that you have? Um, from working in the shop or elsewhere, is there something that's just like, man, that happened today? Yeah. You know, kind of. Well, and, and I and I really like to tell this story first. Is is how we ended up in that shop was. Uh, so what happened was when we when we moved back to back to town here from Saskatoon. Um, I mean, I 
thought I was just going to sub and do whatever <laughs> else. But but things like it was real life. Like I yeah. like I needed to work. So like I said, I didn't really want to, but I kind of had to. And I took a I took a I took a uh, temporary contract at the other high school in town, which was fine. Yeah. But I knew that I wanted to be teaching at the comp. Like that's what I really wanted to do. So what happened was the 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 fellow that was teaching in the construction shop, he was retiring, his job was was posted, so I applied for it. And anyway, I interviewed for it. And I didn't really have the credentials as a shop teacher. Like I taught math at Bowman, I taught a bit of IA, but I wasn't necessarily a shop teacher in order to have the background in in you know, as a as a journeyman or a journey person or whatever else. So sure. so the question was posed to me, you know, what what do you know about construction or carpentry? So yeah. I don't know if we've seen, and I, I say this all the time, if we've seen the show, uh, my cousin Vinny, where on the stand, she's being asked to, her credentials as a mechanic, and she yeah. says, well, her dad is a mechanic, her uncle's a mechanic, her brother's a mechanic, all that stuff. So I, in this interview, I suggested that, you know, my dad's a carpenter, my uncle's, uh, you know, was a former shop teacher, I have another uncle in town who's a carpenter, my brother's a carpenter, lives here. So I, so I listed all these things off and I yeah. suggested that if there's any, you know, I've, I don't necessarily have the on-paper credentials, but yeah. the network that I have within that stuff is quite vast. You know, we build stuff all the time and I talked about that earlier, like I had yeah. a pretty good background, yeah. so. Did you talk so, about your wooden guns and stuff? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> no, and I, and, I, and I talked about that. I said, yeah. oh, we did as kids, we just, just build stuff. Yeah. And so going with that, so I got into the shop and leading into the funny stories. Well, the first couple times I was in there, I was like, man, this is a little bit more than I kind of thought I was doing. But but I was able to, like, once again, talk to my older brother. Hey, how do we do this? So yeah. I had him in my shop a couple times nice. and he's figuring stuff out and, yeah. and uh, whatever else. But I guess the craziest one, and I, you know, as we're looking at it, I, <laughs> I'd see it's the infamous right digit finger that I have. Um, I had an unfortunate shop incident that I, I'm able to, uh, work into our safety presentation at school yeah. every year, but uh, yeah, for those that you I mean, you obviously can't see it on camera, but um, yeah, if, I guess you're not a sharp teacher if you don't have a short in your finger, so we'll just leave it at that. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. Um, let's go uh, talk about uh, some of the teachers, I guess. Uh, like when you think about inspiring teachers and, and that kind of uh, experience, you know, we've talked maybe. Yep. Coaching and, and all that kind of stuff, but you think of teaching growing up or, or ones you've worked with? Yep. Who are the who are the comes to mind when you think of uh, teachers who come? Yeah. So, like I said, I already touched upon it. Like the teachers I had growing up, you know, within a Balfords here. Like I said, I can't speak highly enough of the of the staff at Balford Junior High School. Like, and I there's there's a, many names that are in there, but as a collective staff, geez, they they had a great thing going there for a while. Um, and same, you know, at the comp, um, once again, a, a, a number of awesome teachers, you know. Um, Don Hodgins was a VP at the time and a football coach and obviously between you know the family that you know our family my brothers and I the stuff that he did for us and you know a great guy and then people that I've that I've coached or taught with uh, in Saskatoon uh, first principal we had at Bowman Pat Wagner she was outstanding uh, I was able to hire me uh, I was able to work with like, awesome people in the phys ed department not his call you know specific colleagues but he was a coach with uh, Mark Andrews the head coach at Bowman man Great guy, uh, Wendy Benson taught there as well. Um, outstanding person, um, Daryl Burko, another guy. Just throwing some names around, but those yeah, guys it was just sure. outstanding. And then, and then you know now that I'm back in town here, and uh, oh, just there's just colleagues and everybody on a daily basis. But there's but there's so many faces, and you know when you when you go to different teacher events or any you know, only sporting events where you see some of these people, it's awesome to reconnect. But yeah. 
but yeah, no, there's, but I, I think that it's important for us to, you know, as teachers to, to still instill that and hopefully some of us are that person down the line for sure. a person Absolutely. as a, you know, an inspirational person or whatnot. And, and, you know, and I already mentioned as well, uh, you know, Tom Sargent as well as a, as a, in my, my first job at Bedford Road, just a quick story on that. What happened was, is uh, I was fresh out of the College of Education. Uh, my wife had just had her, we just had her first child. And uh, we were kind of in a funny spot. Like I, I, like I needed to work. Yeah. And um, so I was substitute teaching a lot at Bedford Road because Sergeant was a vice principal there. And then uh, what happened, because at that time the vice principals hooked up the subs for every day. Then what happened was, the business ed teacher was going on leave for the rest of the year. Okay. And I was subbing there that day and he came to me and he said, Hey, you, you got a commerce degree. I said, yeah. yeah. He goes, okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> so he pretty much told the higher ups that, Hey, I got a guy that can teach accounting and teach a few other yeah. things and whatever else. So I went from whatever and all of a sudden having a job at Bedford road. Yeah. But this is going back to this network once again, about guys that you've, you know, coached with and done stuff with and all this stuff. So yeah, much yeah. of what I've done, it's, you know, it's credited to these people that, you know, we're looking out for you, so to yeah, speak. So but that's going back to that whole hilltop story and figuring stuff out. So yeah, yeah once again, I'd give a lot of props to that guy as well. Absolutely, yeah. excellent. Uh, maybe uh, I get. Let's go. Let's go two more here as we're kind of uh, coasting to the espresso yep. round. Absolutely, right? yeah. Um, if you think about uh, a time in your teaching career where uh, maybe just I don't know if one instance sticks out, but a time in your teaching career where it was just like kind of a. You had, you had some setbacks or some failures where it was just like, like man, like this this is not a good day. This is not a good day. Have you ever had a time like that? Yeah, time? you know what? And it's 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 kind of well, I guess you know, just going back even further to that, like just some of the like I talked about my first year of university, and I was kind of whatever, and yeah, and uh, you know, but as as you're moving forward, and you know, one of the like I, I was fortunate enough to be to working right away, like I didn't have to. You know, spend a lot of time on the sub list and look for jobs and whatnot. But, but I know at the time when I when my family and I decided that we were gonna you know move this take this move from Saskatoon back to North Balford, and there were some people that thought that be all and end all was to be in Saskatoon because that's the thing to do, and yeah. and they were they were very surprised we were gonna do this. Yeah. But I know moving here, and I like I said, I didn't have a job when we moved here. My wife, she was gonna relocate. She was on mat leave at the time, but we didn't really know what we were doing. So there was a lot of unknowns. Yeah. But, uh, but once again, we just kind of trusted that things were going to work out. Yeah. But uh, like I said, when you get here, I remember the first couple times I was subbing, and I hadn't subbed in a while. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm substitute teaching at elementary schools here in town. Yeah. It is vastly different than Aiden Bowman Collegiate in yeah. Saskatoon. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so like I said, when that job came up at the other high school in town here, I was like, you know what, if I can get back in a high school setting, like I, I need to get on that, which yeah. is good. I was very much happy with that. But... I guess to answer your question, yeah, some of those days substitute teaching, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, that kids that are coming up and hugging you and stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just not my forte, but. Yeah, and I guess speaking of uh, speaking of kids, I know you mentioned your wife a couple times, uh, who who makes up your family now? Tell yeah, us well, my, and it, once again, it's, you know, going back to our time at the comp, uh, and I say it like this, but my wife and I, you know, we started hanging out when we were in grade 10. And uh, funny stories that her and I, when we were in grade 12, were actually the senior ring and pin at NBCHS okay. and the SRC, which, and there's, you know, so we talk about that a lot. So yeah, <laughs> that we, awesome. so yeah, so we, so I mean, we've been hanging out for a while and, uh, you know, we got married when we were 20, 22 years old. And uh, but I guess that's kind of been the, the one thing behind all this is that she's been there and is ultra supportive of everything that I've done. So yeah. yeah. Uh, she runs her own business here in town as a physiotherapist, but she had 
she had graduated or convocated after four years at U of S and was working right away. So okay. when I'm saying I'm doing all this stuff and yeah. I, you know, I've had a lot of fun and I'm at university and living a good life and coaching <laughs> and doing all this stuff. I mean, she's been the one constant that's been there and has, sure. has just been like rock solid uh, supporting me in everything that we've done. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, our oldest is, uh, uh, she's 18 years old. She's at the graduate of the comp. She's at U of A right now in Edmonton. Yeah. We were just up there last weekend. She's doing outstanding. And then, uh, then our boy's in grade 10 at the comp as well. Then our youngest uh, our youngest daughter, she's in grade 7 at the comp and is just, couldn't wait to get there. And she's yeah. just ecstatic <laughs> that she's there every day taking advantage of all the programs. So. Okay, excellent. Good, good. Okay, uh, we're going to finish off with, uh, I think, my favorite question to mm -hmm. be honest even though it's a pretty deep one yep. uh, is what does Mike Humini want people to say about a man's funeral? Well and I and I thought about this and I you know number one and I you know I, I would hope that uh, the theme of that would be you know family oriented yeah you know the stuff that you know we did as a group of five and with the extended family as well because we've had a ton of fun things that we've done and things that we want to continue on with that so you know I hope people you know that that would be one of the themes and yeah and I guess one of the other things, and I've been to a few funerals or celebrations of life or whatever it is, but hopefully people would say that that, that guy liked to, you know, he liked to have fun and, and live things, you know, to the fullest. Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, just dedication to things. But but at the end of the day, it's, you know, I like laughing and I like having, like, and I, I say to people, one of the, and it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but one of my best things to do is just have fun, like regardless of what that is, whether yeah. it's coaching football or hanging out at the lake or, you know, going on trips or doing whatever else, but that's kind of, that's what I think. Yeah. That, that, that guy liked to have fun. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Um, well, before I bring it to a close, we're going to enter into, uh, a, this is good. I like, I like the espresso round. Yep. Yeah. You, you are not prepped for these questions sure. on purpose. Good. Because we're going to go, good. we're going to go quick. Uh, just kind of the quick snap yep. you want to answer. Good. So I call it the lightning round, call it whatever you want. But uh, we'll do some quick hitters here, top, uh, top 10, and just give me uh, yep. the first authentic thing sure. that comes to your brain. Uh, favorite school holiday? Oh, that'd have, have to be summer vacation. Sounds yeah. good, sounds yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Nickname growing up? Oh, I hope a lot of guys don't read into this, but uh, don't laugh too much, but we'll say yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, three, who is the most played band on your phone? On my phone, the most played band would be, uh, oh, don't judge me on this either, but uh, it might be a tie, but I'll say Metallica. Okay. Yep. Okay. No, this is a judgment for yep. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, favorite athlete of all time? I'm talking professional, amateur, whatever you want. Favorite, favorite athlete. athlete of all time, and I don't really have a favorite team and whatnot, but favorite athlete of all time, um, ah, that's a tough one. There's... I don't really have whatever else, but just the way that people played and whatnot, I would say Barry Sanders. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, what is your what is your go to strategy to stay sane? Uh, to stay sane, my go to strategy would be just just put your just go to work. Just put your head down and go to work. Yeah. Yep. Keep, keep keep on going. Yep, just keep on going. Sounds good. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Oh, that's another tough one. We talk about this a lot, but. Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and say La Bamba. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Richie Valens. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go a little maybe back to the future here. Yep. But if you could go back in time and witness any sporting event live in person, 
which one would you like to go back and tell uh, us? You know what? I remember watching it on TV, but that uh, 87 Canada Cup, Gretzky Lemieux goal, I would probably like to see that. That sounds good. Yep. That sounds good. Number one thing on your bucket list? My bucket list, one thing. Uh, there's a lot of it. Um, I think my wife and I, we haven't done a lot of traveling and whatnot, but I think I like a like a Clark Griswold-style European vacation would be fun. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, first person that comes to mind when I ask who has influenced your life? Uh, well, I've talked about a lot of them today, but it's it'd be it'd be remiss if a person didn't talk about their parents to be the biggest thing. So Excellent. I'd say that. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, the last one, who would you like to see as a guest on this podcast? Uh, from a staff point of view? Yeah. Uh, anyway, sports staff, uh, you know, obviously uh, teachers, anybody. You know what, my and I, it's a he's a he's a hidden gem at the comp, and the stuff that he does is just behind the scenes. But and it's he's taught our son, and he's coaching our or teaching our daughter right now. But I think Mr. Snedden would be outstanding. Oh here. man, I would so agree with yeah. that. That sounds good. Thanks, uh, Mike, uh, for being on. I guess just in in closing. Uh, it is, I, when I talk about layers to you and things that I've observed over um, the years, two biggest things for me that stick out uh, when I think of, of you in all honesty is uh, I, I did teach your daughter, Jenna, in grade mm -hmm. nine, when she was grade mm -hmm. nine, I taught her health and and for whatever reason, it uh, it did just open a little crack of a window yeah. into, into a family as <laughs> yeah, far as, well, you know, not just Mike's football <laughs> coach, but Mike's is a family. Absolutely, yeah. And I uh, got the vibe, like, completely uh, about you just being an excellent dad yeah. to be yeah. honest with you and then you've hosted uh, a staff party or two as well yeah. so you kind of you know you see you yeah. just get to be in Absolutely. someone's environment yeah. too and you see yeah. that as well but uh, I, one of the dads uh, I'm not going to say this publicly and I will continue to yeah. say it publicly but one of the dads that sticks up to me the most on staff is Jeff Gibson yeah. but you come to yeah. mind as Good. well in Absolutely. all honesty and sincerely yeah. when I think of dads appreciate on staff. that I appreciate it and, uh, and then the other thing is uh, I have seen it firsthand. Um, this this will forever stamp uh, stamp my image of you in my mind. But uh, just seeing firsthand uh, how you have been a leader to those uh, senior football yeah. and junior football kids, and in times when they needed a leader yeah. the most, yeah. I, yeah. you have been a leader to them. Yep. And I've seen that firsthand. I have been in the room, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that will forever stamp uh, yeah. my image of you in my mind. In, in, uh, untouchable way absolutely and it just uh, it took you from way up here to yeah. way way up there couldn't, appreciate uh, that couldn't uh, say that yeah. more so thanks so much for for being on and uh, yeah thanks we'll see you tomorrow absolutely <laughs> thanks that was awesome thanks to both of you it's time to thank the amazing people who make MBCHS over coffee podcast possible producing recording technology my friend Ryan Kabelski, the man. Podcast cover art, Miss Elizabeth Millard. Staff photographs, Mr. Mark Kachorik. And intro music, Madison Hemmerling. Catch him on Apple Music with his band, The Gladstone. <laughs>